Good morning, this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be reading page 53. This is from Stories of the Supernatural, 70 Present Day Miracles, compiled by Barbara Westberg. A Strange Pocket, submitted by Tasha Smith. Giggles, shouts, songs, the campground was filled with happy sounds. I enjoyed every minute of our annual children's summer camp, fixing fancy Pentecostal hairdos, finding lost shoes, and hugging little homesick girls. At Camp 2015, my daughter, four-year-old Gabriella, was quieter than normal and a bit clingy, but I figured it was because of the boisterous atmosphere. She was not eating much, but I assumed that was because camp food is never quite as good as mom's. She was tired and draggy, but I reasoned that was because of the late nights. This went on for four days until time to go home. The last morning at breakfast, she refused to eat a bite. I wrapped my arm around her and patted her side. She screamed in agony. I froze. Then I gently picked her up and rushed her to the camp EMT and nurse. A few minutes later, they agreed. We are 99% sure it is her appendix. You need to get her to the doctor immediately. My husband and I had brought the musical instruments and sound system from our church in Hutchison, Kansas, to the campground. It was time to close the camp and return the equipment to church for service the next day. When it was evident that we had an emergency on our hands, our friends pitched in to load the equipment and our luggage. In 15 minutes, everything was in the van. That in itself was a miracle. Before we pulled out the campground, our pastor, Nathan Carricker, prayed with us. As we raced for the urgent care in Hutchison, phones around the country rang. The message went out, pray for Gabriella. Prayers ascended, focused the throne. At 11 o'clock, my husband dropped Gabrielle and I off at urgent care and went to the church to unload. I'll be back as soon as possible, he promised. The staff at the clinic asked a few questions and decided, we can't take care of her here. Take her across the street to the hospital. So I carried her in my arms across the street, all the while praying for God to intervene. It had been two and one half hours since I had patted Gabrielle aside. While the emergency room doctor examined her, the nurses hooked up an IV. Following the doctor's orders, they gave her a dose of morphine. The doctor told us, we have called for medical transport to take your daughter to the hospital in Wichita. For two hours, we sat beside our pill, comatose little girl in a sterile ER cubicle and prayed, agonizing every minute. Finally, the medical transport arrived. At 1.30, I climbed into the ambulance with Gabriella and an EMT. My husband followed in our car. Every few miles, I gritted my teeth to keep from screaming. Are we there yet? Can you go any faster? At the Wichita Hospital, they took a sonogram. The results came back. Inconclusive. Her appendix may have already ruptured. It may be seeping or there might be nothing wrong. The doctor came in. She told us, we have to do a surgery. Every minute counts. We can't take a chance that the appendix may will rupture. Little did anyone know, but Gabriella's appendix had ruptured. Surgery was scheduled for 6.30 that evening, but one emergency after another pushed ahead of us. Finally, at 11.30, our baby was rolled into the operating room. A long, agonizing hour later, the surgeon stepped into the waiting room. You should be planning a funeral, he said. What a way to start a conversation with frightened parents. He continued, your daughter should be septic, but she is not. Her appendix has ruptured, but somehow, I don't understand how, her body created a hard pocket that contained infection. When she was born, her appendix grew backward and tucked up instead of hanging down. Her large intestines, ovary, and abnormal wall glued together and created a pocket that sealed the infection off from the rest of the body. He knocked the wall to illustrate that they had bound in our baby's body. The pocket is so hard that we had to drill into it to insert a tube to drain the infection. I don't understand how this could happen. In situations like this, there is only a 1-3% to chance that the patient will survive. I said, we understand, doctor. God did it. We took a deep breath and wiped our eyes. 
The doctor did not disagree. She will probably be in the hospital a week. We're putting in a pick line that she will need for two weeks. After that, we will do surgery again to remove the damaged appendix. One week in the hospital was shortened to three days. She told the nurses over and over, God did it. He healed me. She continued antibiotics at home for two weeks through her pick line by IV. Our little girl's color and sparkle returned. Two weeks later, Gabriella was again rolled into the operating room. The doctor came out smiling. She'll be fine. All her organs had returned to their normal position. The infection is gone. Fast forward one year, five-year-old Gabriella stood before her friends at children's camp and testified about her personal miracle of this strange pocket. Luke 5:26, and they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, "We have seen strange things today." Don't you know that's just like our Jesus? I know these people. <laughs> I know these people, and that makes it even more special when you know these people. And that's my youth group. That's my kids in Hutchison, Kansas. Brother Nathan Carricker was one of our young people when my, my husband and I was youth leaders. And he's the pastor there now. And this is some saints out of their church. And I know these people. And God is a miracle working God. He does, he's done even more miracles in that family's life that... Um, um, Maybe maybe some of the stories are later in this book. I don't know. But he is an on-time God. He's a miracle worker. And to God be the glory. Well, today as we continue to point people to the cross and lift up the name of Jesus, I pray that this day is, is a good one for you. I pray that as you go along, that you just see God in everything because he's there. This morning I felt led to go outside. It's about 5.15 or something like that. I just went outside. It's already getting light outside. And I went out just as enjoying the beautiful morning. And I looked up and between my tree my tree leaves way up there, I thought, is that a star? Twinkle. I, I moved my head, couldn't see it. Moved my head again. Twinkle. One star in the sky. And it's like God put it there just so I can see. Sent me out there so I can see. Just the little thing. It's just little things like that. Just little things like that that let you know. That all things work together for good. All things. That he's watching over us. And he's putting things in our pathway. And creating pockets in our in our bodies to hold infection. And um, putting in new hearts. Putting in new appendixes. Putting in new kidneys. Making new knees in people. All kinds of miracles. He's an on-time God. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. He's an awesome God. And I love him with all my heart. And I pray that these stories of the supernatural are touching you. I pray that this podcast touches at least one person, if not many. To God be the glory. Well, y'all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.